Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 176. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. And welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biden. And we're here each and every week to talk about Apple goodness. Whether it be your MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, your iMac, your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, your i-anything. We like (laughs) Apple. We're snobs. And that's why we do a podcast every week. We're snobs? I'm not a snob. You're not? No, I just don't talk to anybody that uses Windows. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. I'm just kidding. I talk to my parents. Do you talk to them still? Yeah, they have they have they use Windows, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we shared last week. I you know I didn't hate Windows Seven all that bad. <laughs> it was. It I was hate it is what you said. I love it. I yeah. I didn't say I love it. No, you said you'd tolerate it. I top. I would tile. I would tolerate. Not for my own computer. I wouldn't. But I would tolerate somebody else using it and if they needed occasional help i might pretend no if it's a virus no way sorry call, <laughs> call my good friend jeremy laughlin over at uh what what is that place called um nerds Ner- on call yeah nerds on site my good friend jeremy yeah. uh, if you got a virus i'll send him over all right there so you. anyway uh we've got some uh things that are going on in the apple world one of the things that uh i found interesting this week and i haven't had a chance to use it did you hear that skype for mac users are finally getting hd video calling yeah that's what i've heard i haven't updated skype yet i'm always scared to update skype you know what i i was scared uh, and you know to update to the latest versions of the mac version of skype until <laughs> They had that virus scare a while ago, and then I went ahead and did it. I really hated the new layout of Skype, and I finally figured out, you know, how it works. And now that I know where to look for what I'm looking for, it's still I like I preferred the old way better. But now that I know where everything is, it's like, eh, okay, it's it's just a different way of approaching Skype. Right. And and once I train myself to do it, I'm I'm cool. And so. I have not upgraded to the latest version of Skype yet, and uh, I am looking forward to doing so because occasionally I will have a video conference with somebody via Skype. It's, it doesn't happen very often, but occasionally I do, and it'd be nice not to have that little tiny window, but instead having a nice, crisp, clear <clears throat> picture of somebody. Yeah, no doubt. So HD video for Skype. Are you? Are, do you have any plans on using that at all? <laughs> Not the video part. I, I never. I very rarely do any video calls. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. The next thing that we have is um, I, I noticed a story about Lion. They just did another migration assistant kind of update. So yeah, this one's for Leopard. Yeah, this one is for actual uh, Mac users who are using Leopard who want to upgrade to Lion. I guess they just released a new migrate. What what is migration assistant? I mean, is this is that just a part of the Lion installer? Yeah, what that does is that'll if you have let's say you have a Mac that has Leopard and you're getting a new Mac, um, and you want to transfer all the data that's on your old computer, uh-huh. migration assistant lets you move your home folder and your apps and all that kind of stuff over. Okay, so so. 
basically, here's the situation. Somebody with leopard who does not have snow leopard cannot migrate or cannot up, update to uh to to lion. They actually have to up they would have to actually upgrade to they would have to upgrade to snow leopard and then upgrade to um to lion unless they had the installer like you and I do on a thumb drive, right? Exactly. But they wouldn't be able but if they're going to upgrade that way, they're not going to be able to keep their documents. They're going to kind of over they're just going to blow over that stuff, right? Yeah, well, if they upgrade from Snow Leopard to like if they do an in-place upgrade, then it'll it'll keep all that stuff. But some people just you know if they have a, a the migration assistance really just if you want to move stuff that's on one computer to a to a new computer. Yeah, so so basically my so I'm understand I was understanding migration assistant a little incorrectly. So this isn't so much issues for people who are upgrading Lion. This is somebody who just bought a brand new machine with Lion. And their old machine is still at Leopard, and now they want to just move all of their preferences and documents and applications. They just want to move all their stuff off of one old computer that they're no longer going to use and move it over to a new computer so they can continue to do all that stuff without rebuying all the software. Exactly. Gotcha. Very cool. And I happen, and now Migration Assistant is, was like, it, it was a, I guess it was a part of some systems because. I noticed that when I got my 27-inch iMac, it says, do you want to migrate everything over? You know, as soon as I started up, it says, do you want to transfer any files from an old computer? And I, right. guess, I guess that's Migration Assistant. It asked me if I had a FireWire cable to hook up to the two machines, and by golly, it worked. It was great. Right, because some people, if they get a new computer, they'll go ahead and boot up and go through the setup, you know, go through the setup process, not migrate their stuff over. And then decide later, you know, they want to migrate their things over. So the updates to the migration assistant right. allows it to work better. Very cool. And so uh, anyway, that just so you people know that if you are on Leopard before you were, you could have potentially had a problem migrating over to Lion, but now they've released an update that seemingly is, is fixing a lot of those issues. Yes. So this is good news. And, and what do we, how, how long has Lion been out now? About a month? Uh, I would say around around a month or so, yeah. yeah. So about 30 days. I would say uh, we're probably still, in my mind, I think we're still going to see a little potential issue here and there uh, for at least the next 30 days. And I would say definitely by the time Lion is three months old, we'll probably even see a 7.1 upgrade or update. And by that point, I think it would be, in my mind, I think it's going to be safe for me personally to go ahead and update my 27 inch iMac my main production sh- machine up to it i'm probably i'm surprised we haven't had a 7.1 update yet yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of waiting on that to be released and then i think that i'll be ready for the update to lion when I i'm not having 7.1. any issues anymore with uh my audio and final cut well that's good did they go away on their own or no i uh did a clean install of lion <laughs> nice and that fixed it I fixed it. So you were in a support thread, though, with a lot of people who were also having the same issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the possible fixes, and I tried it, and it worked. All right, and so did anybody else say, yeah, I tried that, but it didn't work? Yes. Okay, so there's still some people who are still experiencing some issues with Lion and Final Cut X. Yes, but everything seems to be okay for me. 
Well, that's good. I'm glad. And that's all that matters. (laughs) Well, for you, it's all that matters. But for those (laughs) who are listening right now who are currently (laughs) enjoying all the benefits of Final Cut X and are using Snow Leopard but haven't upgraded the Lion yet, just know potentially there still could be some issues. Yes. Potentially. Potentially. Unless you're Chris Biting and it doesn't matter. Yeah, then he doesn't care about you. (laughs) I didn't say that. I Uh, did. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Nice. All right, so tell me, Chris, about our favorite, you know, screen recording, screen casting software, because I got an email today saying that 3.0 is out. Tell me about this awesome piece of software. It is. ScreenFlow 3.0 is finally out. And uh, if you have, if you bought ScreenFlow on the Mac App Store, it, uh, the new version, I don't know if it's out on there yet, but it is a free upgrade for those who bought it on the Mac App Store. So that's good. If you bought it in March or later on Telestream's uh, on Telestream's site, I think you get it for free as well. And if you have 2.0, it's a $29 upgrade. And if you don't, like if you have 1.0, it's a $99 price. Interesting. So, so, so I'm looking to see if, if it's on here. I'm going to do a search for ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow. I'm pulling it up now and it's not not yet. Right. No, they still have 2.1.10. Yeah. Yeah, they changed the icon on a, uh last minute <laughs> last night on us, so Did they? Yeah, I got a I got a call from our, my friends there saying that I needed to update the videos because of the icon. Ah, uh-huh. so, gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's out. People are uh downloading it, loving it. I've got a, I've got it and it's it's you know, awesome yeah i saw the video they i think you did the videos of the teasers of what's in there for for lion users now right i did uh, yeah the new one yeah and and i watched that and it's like oh man there's so much in there that i want i want to be able to lock certain things all together and group them and move them all at the same time and uh they, didn't you say there's annotations i can like you know in post-production draw with my wake and pen oh yeah it and, and yeah. draw over it and circle certain things and I think there's a feature in there for me to uh, like outline an entire object and kind of highlight it and let the rest of it be dark. And I can actually choose what I want to highlight and what not to highlight. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. Cause if you have line, it's got the versioning and all like auto save and all that kind of stuff built in too. Oh, that's even better. Question for you then is this, do you know if I have, cause I have a ton of projects in whatever version I have right now of, of ScreenFlow. Mm-hmm. Can I import those projects into 3.0 and and work on them? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I open projects up. You know, I've had three for a few months now, and uh, I've op- I think since March, mm-hmm. April, and uh, you know, there there were projects that I opened up that I created last year in two, and you know, they opened up okay. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because that means a lot to me. Because I have created a whole lot of t- uh, videos mm-hmm. using ScreenFlow 2. And so uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm wondering if I can call my good friends over there at ScreenFlow and, and see if I can get me a handout. If not... You should. They, they should. They would, your beta key. Your yeah. beta key works for the final version. Gotcha. Well, I will uh, I will talk to them and, and make sure check, everything... Check your email. I will, <laughs> I, will do, I will do that. 
Okay. Very cool. Well, ScreenFlow is, and even if it wasn't $99, I can install it on all my machines. Yeah, I may, I may just go that route anyway, because I don't think they can do that for me like they do on an iPad app. Like if I talk with an iPad developer, sometimes they'll give me a promo key. Oh yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think they do that for the Mac App Store, like yeah. where you can re- redeem a free download. No idea. Yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll 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 work it out. I, one way or another, I'm gonna definitely get it installed. Which, by the way, I want to give people an update. Uh, my Mac, what was it? MacSales.com. Yeah, a RAM. My RAM showed up uh, a couple days after we recorded last week, and uh, this weekend I uh, got a put- putty knife out and a screwdriver. And <laughs> yeah, I forgot it's a Mac Mini. Yeah, and I I pried open the uh, the box and uh, I unscrewed four screws and I, basically I watched the video. There was a video on MacSales.com and I'm so thankful they had that video. Yeah, it's not easy, is it? it? It's not. It's not, and it's not intuitive. And I don't know if I would have known what screws done do. I would have unscrewed every screw on there and probably had three pieces left over. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was really cool because I, I I had to, you know, they showed me exactly how to use the putty knife to get the to pry the the top off or to pry mm-hmm. the cover off. They tell you exactly how to pull the, you know, to carefully undo the um, the airport antenna that's underneath mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh, and then they showed me exactly what four screws to unscrew, and I unscrewed those four screws. They told me just lift this thing straight out and set it off to the side, and they showed me exactly how to set it without... Oh, oh, wait, and there was actually one little cable that you needed to undo with your thumbnail. Yeah, and yeah, you normally have a spludger if you don't... Those are nice tools to have. Yeah, well, this... this so I had to have a... I had to pull this one little cable out and I'm glad they told me about it because if not I could have potentially rolled uh, pulled that cable out of its uh its little thing if I didn't know about it so I I saw that and I undid it and then as far as taking out the two one gig or actually two half gig cards that was a Mm -hmm. piece of cake sliding in the two new two gig cards was a piece of cake and then uh, setting the top unit back down uh, for mounting and screwing in was a piece of cake. I was actually shocked because you had to kind of line it up with a little another piece of the you know the the logic board in there, mm-hmm. and I was surprised at how easily it went in. They said as long as you go straight down, it should just you, you'll you'll be shocked at how easily it goes in, and I was uh, getting that little tiny cable that connects to the logic board again. That was a pain in the rear end to get back on. Yeah, because see, you need you need you need the black stick. Yeah, I know, I, and I didn't have that, so uh, that was a pain. But I did get it on with the use of a screwdriver and a lot of patience. And then I uh, um, let's see, I put the airport t- antenna back on, and I put the case back on. And I will tell you, the bat the case was a pain to put back on because I got everything together, and then it seemed like it wasn't like clamp, it wasn't going all the way down on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that one of the little clamps kind of, I don't know if it was bent in and it should be out or ver- vice versa. Uh, eventually I pulled it up and down a, a couple different times and I got it to where it's like, eh, you know what, there's, there's, there's a gap in there that's large enough for me to, to fit the putty knife in, you know, without, you know, <laughs> trying to slide it in. So there's still a little bit of a gap in the back of it, but who looks at the back of a Mac mini anyway? And, yeah, exactly. And and it is back together. It is functioning perfectly. Um, I then took my thumb drive, which has 
lying on it and I went to go install and guess what? Says, what? sorry, can't help you. What now? It said, I can't help you. I can't do this. It says, I'm sorry, the version of the version of Mac OS that you have cannot be upgraded. Oh, because you had a tiger on there. Because I had tiger on there. So guess what I had to do? I took my, I don't know what it's got in there. I think it's got like a 80 gigabyte hard drive inside of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I went in and I deleted all of my applications that I didn't use. I deleted all my users file. I mean, because really this Mac Mini's the, the only thing this has ever been used for is for nothing more than backup recordings of ScreenFlow of, of webinars that I've done. So those all got deleted. And I've only used it for Ustream. Those are the only two things that that Mac Mini's ever been used for. So I deleted all the recordings, all the documents, everything off of there and and cleared off as much as possible. And then I went in and partitioned the drive or I, I restarted the computer. And then it saw, it's like, oh, wait, you you know what? You can make a, a 60 gigabyte partition B if you want. And so I basically partitioned the drive into two drives and created this thing called, you know, a second drive uh, partition that was called Lion Disk, mm-hmm. and then I rebooted from the USB drive, and I said I want to install this to the Lion Disk, and it worked. Sweet, it worked, and I went in and I uh, went in and and told it I wanted. I went into Disk Utility and I went into Partition, and I I said I want to erase everything that's on the old partition, which is you know the the old Tiger and everything that was on there. But now, for some reason, I can't figure out how to repart, you know, redo the drive to where there's only one partition, to, so that so that I make use of all. You know, I think there are six. Actually, there so it's sixty gigabytes right now that I have, and I have sixteen that are on the other partition, or twenty that are on the other per- partition. And okay. for some reason, I can't figure out how to make the drive just one drive now. Yeah, I'm not sure how to repair, how to put those back together. But it doesn't matter because you know what? I've got, what I say, 50 or 60 gigs uh, mm-hmm. in my Lion Drive, and I really don't plan on using that machine for more than really what it's ever been used for already. And so, um, you know, 60 gigs is more than enough. And so I'm not worried about it. Lion is installed on that machine. It's running with its four, you know, four gigs of RAM, and it's, you know, the old Core 2 Duo. Um, and it, and it's pretty sweet. Um, it's, it's, it's working. The only thing I did notice is that, um, when I installed flash on my things, uh, I went in and opened up uh, Ustream in the browser and you know, sometimes you have to, if there's flash is going to try to make use of your, uh, video card or your sound card, if you have to give it permission and click it, you know, I trust this or allow this. I tried it in all the browsers and none of them would let me click it. So I, I thought that I was going to be in, on, in trouble. But however, I I went in and I said, you know what? I I'm, I wonder if I type in to Spotlight, a, you know, Adobe Flash or whatever. And sure enough, you can open up the software. And I went into the preferences there and I saw that it says, hey, you know, here you can individually give access to the hardware of your system to certain websites, trusted sites. And I could see that Ustream was already in the list because it was attempting to get the access. Mm-hmm. And I was able to grant the access in Adobe Flash. And then I went and loaded it up. And it didn't ask me anymore. It just went ahead and loaded up Ustream, no problem at all. 
So cool. that is, I am now running, I am now running Lion on my Mac Mini, and tomorrow I'm going to be able to give it a full test. Nice. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I'm very happy for you. The only thing is I still haven't been able to use AirDrop on it yet because I it, it's on a different network. It's on uh, my, it's on my DSL internet connection, and in my studio, for everything else, I use my cable internet access, so they're on different ISPs, so I can't use AirDrop, right? Mm, no, it's on the yeah, it's got to be on the same network. Yeah, so I am thinking about calling Insight and bumping up to the you know the biggest package they have for upload speed. Let me ask you this: Right now, I am benefiting from the fact that you know I get about eight hundred to one eight hundred kilobytes to one meg up on my DSL, uh-huh. and that's devoted just to the Mac Mini over there. I get about uh, I get about 1.5 megabytes up on my current um, Insight cable, mm-hmm. and if I'm if I'm trying to upload a file via Dropbox, that you know my assistant's going to process the file for me, and I'm doing a Skype conversation, and I'm trying to broadcast on UStream with my 1.5 megabyte up then things start to fall apart. You know, the Skype is starting to drop out. Um, you know, Ustream's, you know, people in this chat room are saying Ustream is stalling every now, every couple seconds. You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and things just aren't working right because I'm eating up that 1.5 megs. If I get, if I can get Insight Cable to go to five megabytes per second up and I'm consistently getting those speeds, relative you know i should be able to do all of those things on this inner you know this insight cable and do the ustream and it should have no problem at all right uh yeah as long as you can limit the bandwidth on these things because sometimes like ustream or whatever would take as much upload as you can give it oh yeah so you have to kind of adjust like your quality of service on each one yeah and it, it does allow you to throttle the the video quality and stuff like that so the only thing I don't know if I can throttle is uh, Dropbox. So if I if I want, I'm wondering if I throw a five meg pipe up, I wonder if Dropbox can be throttled. I'm looking in the preferences for Dropbox. Let's see network dun, 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 bandwidth change settings. Yep, really? you can upload your uh, you can limit your upload rate and your download rate. Sweet. So, so there you go. So and then Skype doesn't really take up a whole lot. Um and and I so yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to make a phone call to Insight and upgrade to their five meg up and whatever you know, whatever the package is. That download doesn't really bother me all that much, but right, I definitely need some bigger up pipes. That's that's always the case, isn't it? It is <laughs> for us anyway. For p- other people, it's all download. They could care less. About yeah, exactly. Upload. But uh, for for content creators, we need the big up pipes. All right, uh, what else is going on in the world of Apple? Lion tweaks. Okay. There's a lot of people who have upgraded the Lion and don't, don't like certain things about it. Really? Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, how iCal looks or, uh, you know, remove the reading list icon. You know, there's, there's certain people don't like certain things. They don't like the 3D dock. You know, I like the 2D dock personally. And some people don't like that the new system windows pop up. Like, they you know, pop, they kind of scale. Okay. Um, and they come up. So someone has created something called lion tweaks, which, you know, it's a hack. So I don't, I can't totally recommend it. I'm not going to use it, 
But uh, it does things like change the iCal leather to aluminum, changes the dress book to aluminum, um, shows hidden files, uh, enables permanent scroll bars. So if people don't like that, the scroll bars disappear. Uh, enables 2D dock, shows the user a library folder because that's hidden by default. Um, disables the special kind of spell correcting. You know, it does a couple things to kind of bring back uh, the old functionality of Snow Leopard to Lion. Yeah, it, it's people who who are they just are resistant to change. Yeah, and it's like you know, like it used to be on most uh, and Windows are the same way. If you if you have Lion and you're in a, anywhere you can enter a text field and you hold down a key, like if you hold down the the, the letter A, okay. Yeah. Instead of the, the key repeating, which I don't think I've ever used in my whole life, it brings up just like on iOS all the little different variants of A, like the A with an umlaut over it or an accent or Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which I think is cool. You know, I, I like that. that yeah, because I never held down a key to repeat characters before. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that I can hold down an N and it becomes, you know, an N with a tilde above it, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. But people don't like it. You know, they can disable it with this lion tweaks. So do a Google search for lion tweaks if you if you really really loathe the certain things in lion. And I imagine this is not in the app store. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, too funny. Very cool. Okay, and then uh, what about, what's? I mean, we have, we don't talk about the iPad very often. I mean, you still in love with your iPad too? I am, yeah. It's, uh, it, stays, it stays by my bedside most of the time. Gotcha. I do and a lot of surfing at night on it. I, he- I heard there's a new app from Boxy on the I- iPad. Tell me what this is and why should anybody care? Yeah, earlier this year at CES, Boxy announced it was developing an iPad companion app to complement the Boxy box and Boxy installations of PCs and Macs that no one ever uses. Um, today, Boxy's finally delivered and released their iPad app. What's kind of cool about it, though, is that it's it's got it's kind of got, got this discovery feature. Um, it's a lot like Flipboard for video. Okay, which is kind of neat. And if you have a boxy box, you can send it, you know, you can stream it from the uh, iPad to the TV and all that kind of stuff, just like an Apple TV. But I don't know, it's kind of cool for uh, some discovery and sharing and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, excuse me. So does this integrate what does this integrate with any services out there like Netflix and and stuff like that? I mean, do you have to have boxy up and running on your on your computer for this app to be useful? No, no, no. You can do. You can use it for discovery of video across the internet, but it's not like Boxy where you can have the apps and all that kind of stuff installed. So, so if I don't, if if I've never used Boxy before and I install the Boxy app, you're saying that it's a it's a decent application for me just to discover some new content. Yeah, you can you can add like cue videos from like TED and things like that. So it may it doesn't have apps, but you can definitely kind of. Subscribe. It's almost like if you can think about like Pulse, Pulse for the iPad, which you can set up a bunch of news feeds. Yeah. Same kind of thing. You can set up a bunch of video feeds. And will it play it in the app? Yeah. Okay. And it's cool. Look, I mean, it looks nice. It looks a lot like Pulse. Okay. Well, which I, I like, and it's free. So, what kind of content? I mean, you mentioned Ted, but any other kind of content that you found interesting that you wouldn't have found otherwise? Uh, I haven't really installed it yet. <laughs> it oh. just came out. It just came out today, and I haven't had a chance to grab my. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, maybe we'll hear more about it next week. 
Exactly. Well, if you haven't heard already, uh, one of the things that I follow closely is Apple-related news and and hearing about how developers, you know, respond to kind of the way that Apple treats them as far as their policies and standards and procedures. And one of the things that that people, you know, developers have been up in arms about is the way that they do their, you know, subscription models and and you know it, you know. Apple doesn't want anybody to sell anything to anybody through the iPad without Apple getting their 30% cut. Yep. So uh, Amazon was finally uh, forced and literally forced uh, to take out the links to purchase books from their app uh, from within the app. So basically, you know, they, they actually were not selling the book in the app, the app actually had a button that says click here to buy from the store. It would open it up in the Safari browser and you could then purchase it on the browser and then it would deliver it to the app. Well, uh, Amazon had to get rid of that if I'm not mistaken. Is, am I understanding that right? You are correct. Okay. That's that's what I thought. And I had, by the way, back when I used to read stuff on the Amazon and on the iPhone from the Amazon app, I used to buy books that way. I, I, I would let it launch the Safari browser and I would log into my Amazon account and I would buy it and hit submit and boom, yes, it would deliver it right to my device. Mm-hmm. And so it was very convenient, even although it would have been more convenient if I could have bought it from Amazon within the app, which that they never let them do that before, but they did let them do this workaround and now they've taken that away. Well, uh, just recently, I think it was uh, within the last day or two, Amazon has released a new... Uh, browser-based web application for the Amazon Reader. Oh, that's cool. And this is something that is available, but and it and it's super ultra optimized for the iPad. And 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 from what I'm reading, is that um, it, it, when you go to launch this web app, and and it says, hey. Uh, we need your permission to take up 50 megabytes, I think, of the space on your on your iPad, because what they're what they do is they actually can download for offline reading, even though this is all done in Safari or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they can actually download the books into your hard drive, so that if you don't have your internet access, you can still read the books from the web app. It's HTML5, man. Exactly. And um, so now, basically, uh, and, and, and from what I, another thing, what I'm understanding is that once you're inside the app, the actual Safari interface kind of disappears and it looks just like you're using the Amazon app. Ah, that's cool. And this is now available not just for Safari on your, on your um, iPad, but it's, this is also now available for, um, the uh, Safari browser uh, on your computer, and I think another browser as well was mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're and they're they're working on making this compatible for even more devices like the iPhone and stuff. So basically, what they've dis- decided is like, you know what? Well, we don't need we we can just have our Amazon customers just use their their iPads to to do the web based version of our application. And you know what? We'll build in. We'll make it even easier for them to buy our books and just click install and and the book will download immediately and sync and boom you know with apple we're still going to be able to do this and i love that yeah sweet <sighs> so anyway apple love it <laughs> anyway that's all i have 
let's see. Do I have any more? I think that's it. I think that's it as well. A short show, but you know, it's still 30 minutes. Still yeah. 30 minutes. Uh, I do know that there's some listener feedback and uh, you know what? Next week I'll probably have plenty of time to, uh, to get to that feedback. I, I do apologize. I know there's three or four uh, pieces of audio feedback into uh the feed there and uh unfortunately well not unfortunately very fortunately i've been extremely busy and with good stuff um with my podcasting a to z course which is just wrapping up this week la- seeing the launch of a lot of new podcasts out there uh unfortunately i have been eight days behind on email just jeez i know it's crazy but with that being said things are good things are moving in the right direction here and keeping us busy and hopping and uh, next week, I will have no podcasting A to Z questions to answer all day long. And I mean, I've been I, I've been spending about six six hours a day answering questions for these students. So wow. it's, been, it's been keeping me busy every single day, which is it's a good thing. But uh, I'm glad that you know we're wrapping up this this session, and uh, that means that next week I'll have plenty of time for show prep and and naming all these files and organizing them and finding out what all you guys have to say. If you want to give us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Of course, you can record a memo on your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever voice memo app you choose to use. It'll record it as as a little audio file, which you can attach to an email to feedback at gspn.tv. Again, that's feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Chris, do you want to push or promote anything? <sighs> no. No. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter.com slash biting. B-E-I-T-I-N-G. Follow the man, the myth, the legend that is Chris Biting. Yes. Hey, I'll, real quickly, I'll, I'll promote one other thing. Life, love, and the movies.com. Brand new podcast here at gspn.tv. If you haven't heard about it, it is the motivational half happy hour or wait no happy half hour okay check it out it's awesome i promise listen to it and if you don't love it you don't have to listen again it is you don't have to pay for it that's right it's absolutely free life love and the movies.com until next time my friends we encourage you to join the community aren't you gonna say see ya oh yeah see ya